This Connect podcast series is brought to you by Talent Talks and Life Online. Welcome. I'm Karen Cole, Editor-in-Chief of Talent Talks and Life Online. Welcome, Jody. It's so great to have you back with us today to look at our fourth in our biohack series, which is really what we're focusing on today. And I'm really looking forward to this because I think we all kind of just need it. I'm not sure about you, but just where we are in the year, I feel like we're kind of closing down the year after after two years and not just one year. And I think we all need a little bit of a a boost and some recommendations on how to recharge so we can face 2022 head on. So welcome. Yes, thank you, Karen. We definitely do uh, need to consolidate after the last two years and say, how do we want to operate differently from from here on in? Absolutely. And I think that's, you know, it's definitely something that is on everyone's mind. And we see that pulling through, not just, you know, from, from personal uh, ways of being into, you know, we want to get more fit we want to get out there we want to start going back into the things we used to enjoy but we're also seeing that pull through in a business sense with things like the great resignation etc being on the horizon people just they want different so how do we get that they do want different yet in in the corporate space Karen people are absolutely depleted emotionally exhausted just totally fatigued the great resignation change life and turn it upside down which is great and take risks and try new things but um, if they haven't got the chutzpah to go and do that, they are just battling, you know, kind of hanging on by their fingernails day to day. What saddens me, actually, is also hearing people say, I cannot wait for the end of the year. I cannot wait to go and leave. And I get really um, quite upset, annoyed and and frustrated with that comment because there's still six weeks to go. You can pack a punch in six weeks, you know, in your corporate team and your own business if you're an entrepreneur. So it's about saying, actually, whatever I'm doing, how do I take stock now and day to day in a biohacking way, do things differently? And and you're right. You know, part of what you've just touched on is we often when we're tired and we're just feeling spent, you know, the choice is to run. You're envisioning, you know, the grass is greener on the other side or I'm going to start a new job or I'm going to go into this field and things will be different. But we don't realize that we carry the same self into those situations. And unless we're working on ourselves and actively transforming from inside outwards, we're just going to replicate those situations. Absolutely. So we are so patterned with life strips. It takes quite a lot to stop, take stock make an internal shift, as you say, because wherever you go, there you are. (laughs) Be mindful of that. Fantastic. So what have you got to share with us today from a biohack perspective? So today I thought it's really important how we start the day. And I love the legal term primacy, on the other hand, recency as well. So, But the primacy, how we start the day. And because of this depletion and because every, every group I do Karen, so it can be from Kuwait to Australia, South Africa, London or Chicago, the word cloud where people are populating in an anonymous way, how are you feeling? The word that comes up, it's just so fascinating now. The biggest word is overwhelmed. So I thought today we would uh, deal with that with really having a look at some emotional resilience biohacking techniques. How to start your day so that you don't just kind of roll out of bed, roll into the day, and just kind of let the day, you know, 
kind of overtake you and you get that feeling of always being on the back foot, out of control, overwhelmed, tired and fatigued before tea time. So I've got seven emotional resilience techniques, one for each day of the week. And it's things that you can do in your shower because where do we have time to do extra stuff? We don't. So this is called habit stacking. It's as you step into that shower, it's a little emotional stroke mental um, reframe that you can have, but quite specific exercises. So um, shall I just kick off with uh, what we could do on a Monday morning? Fantastic. That sounds great. If you can take us to those seven hacks. And I I love that, you know, the, the stacking, the habit stacking, because none of us have huge amounts of time. And I think that's what puts people off in making these changes is they think I just can't fit it in. But I love this concept that you've been preaching of this, you know, habit stacking. And that's essentially what we're needing to do. So go for it. Take us. Let's start. How do we start off on on Monday? So on Monday and actually Monday is today we're recording. And I did this today. I love to, and I'm really practicing this throughout my day, but I'm starting it in my shower. So it's called Flip Your Thinking 180 Degrees is what I've named it. And this is so jolly simple that you may forget to do it, but don't because let's also have some triggers in your shower. So you hop into the shower. If you like me, you turn on your hot tap first. So as you turn on your hot tap, just think about the main issue that's draining you at the moment. What's the main issue in your life? You know, it could be a big macro issue. It could be just a tiny thing that may happen during the day where you've got to have a really courageous conversation or you've got to give one of your children some harsh feedback or whatever it is. But it's something that absolutely drains you. So Proverbially, what happens with our brains is our brains are a survival organ. So we do tend to think of what we fear and we do tend to think of what's worrying us, what would protect us. So our brain likes to work on problems. But what I find is that from an overwhelmed perspective is that we often think that we overthink it, we overthink it, and then that becomes a stuck record for the day. So here is the uh, trigger, hot tap on problem. What is the problem? And then, of course, you are going to have to turn your cold tap on, which is your invigorating tap. So do the 180 degree flip. Is there anyone or anything or a physical activity that can support or invigorate you to help you solve your situation? So I just really like that balanced thinking. We do know from Dr. Barbara Erickson that it takes three positive thoughts to outweigh a negative thought. So we know that our brains are hardwired for protection and therefore negative thinking and problem thinking. I'm inviting us on a Monday morning to balance our thinking and think about what could invigorate us and what could be really great. So this morning for me, my uh, if I do it by way of example, repositioning my business and it's feeling so huge and it's feeling daunting. If you, anyone's like me, they'll procrastinate with the big daunting things they've got to do. And I thought to myself, it's too difficult. How am I going to do this? What am I going to do? And then I actually, when I put my cold tap on, I thought about my years in business and the things that I've really loved doing and really what has invigorated me. And it was just that kind of like, you know, minimizing the huge, overwhelming, strategic rejig of my business with actually, I've done things for 25 years that I've loved and I can incorporate those and this won't be such a big daunting task. So it's really that balanced thinking. I'm even finding, Kieran, that when I, um, I'll give you a, a home example now, is um, my daughter had her, her big birthday party at our house on Friday night. She's 22 and all of her mates and there were 30 of them. It was absolutely splendid and wonderful. But one of her dear friends from university years didn't pitch and didn't send her a message. 
So she said, I just can't believe how rude that is. And, you know, that she really didn't even apologize for not not attending. And my immediate flick to the positive was, gee, you know, maybe not this doesn't come across as positive, but empathetically, is this girl okay? Give her a shot. Don't criticize and judge her. So it's just, I think in everything in life, it's in that kind of feedback we give. It's an immediate negative, judgmental, cutting statement. There is another way of looking at everything. So to teach our brains this flick flack on a Monday morning, I think it's highly good for critical thinking. We know that critical thinking is one of the top 10 World Economic Forum soft skills that we need for leaders for 2025. And that does say, how do I look at situations differently? How do I absolutely zoom up and have another view on a subject or a topic or, or a problem? Like saying, which is, it's, it's really that pause and that ability to reframe and reframe it more into the positive. And of, often we forget to do that. We get so caught up in the anxiety and the overwhelm. It becomes a monster. We can't step it out. And even if you just break it down and just take it one step at a time. And I think that's also what you're saying is just, you know, you don't have to eat the whole elephant when it comes to that. But what where's that simple starting point? Just find that and focus on on putting that one foot in front of the other, not the whole journey that you're having to take. Yes, exactly. That really goes back to what we were saying earlier, Kieran, is around the habit yeah, stacking. Yeah. Um, and we've spoken about Professor BJ Fogg before and tiny habits. But that one step at a time, instead of looking at the whole journey, those tiny habits. And that really is a lot of the one-on-one coaching where people are using the words, I feel so out of control, even though I'm working from home. We are looking at those tiny habits. What are the tiny things that you can do first thing in the morning that really helps? So that that actually leads me on to another one of uh, the emotional resilience techniques. Plan micro bursts of activity. In this overwhelm where you think, I just don't have an hour for exercise. And we know it's, it's not a negotiable. You need 30 minutes of elevated heart rate per day. The morning shower, I often think, okay, what's the day ahead? And, you know, what are my plans and what are my meetings, et cetera, et cetera. And I felt really bad today because my daughter, the 22-year-old, is looking to um, launch herself into a different career. So she very sweetly said yesterday, which she never does, mom, could I, could I have a coaching session with you tomorrow? I thought that was really dear because you never profit in your own home. And I looked at my diary and I start at seven now with you, Karen, and I end at 6.30 tonight. So it's a long day. And why am I pre-framing with that? Because I thought I can't even squeeze in a little coaching session for my own daughter. And then in the shower, I thought, okay, you know, when I'd done my 180 degree flip, I thought, okay, what am I going to do about elevating my heart rate today? And that's really something that we should be planning. Some of us exercise before our morning shower, but some of you don't, is what are the macro bursts of activity you can do in during the day in between all of those meetings? Because sitting is absolutely the new smoking. And we know that good cholesterol goes down by 40% when you sit for over two hours. So I'm in my 11 and a half hour day planning little one minute breaks, two minute breaks, three minute breaks between my meetings. So on my office floor, I have put a nice carpet now because I thought I'm going to do a minute of plank on my on my office floor. And why the plank? Because if I, in fact, I'm, I'm trying to get myself up to two and a half minutes, is that I find when I put my mobile on the floor, Karen, and I've put the timer on, first minute kind of goes by and I'm breathing, breathing while I'm doing plank. And then the kicks into the second minute and I go, oh, my shattered nerves, I'm not going to make this. Absolutely a phenomenal windscreen wipe for your brain because 
You can't be thinking about the next meeting, the last meeting, a report that you haven't written, an email that you haven't responded to because you're just fighting the clock. So I find it You just want to stay up. You just want to stay up. You want that bum not to sag and you don't want the bum to go to the ceiling either. And you're pressing on the, you know, the lower part of your um, arms and you're stretching those toes. And after I've done that two and a half minutes, I mean, my heart rate is right up. I'm not actually quite at two and a half minutes yet. I'm probably at two minutes. And I just, I think I thought about nothing else for those two minutes. So it really is like that cluttered brain, that prefrontal cortex that's busy planning and organizing and prioritizing. It gets just a two minute breather. And then, you know, obviously I I sit on the floor and I do just two minute breathing technique. After that, breathe in for four seconds, hold for seven seconds and out for eight seconds, a long exhale. So those tiny little micro bursts. I actually think to myself, okay, I've got between that and that and that meeting, and I set my mobile to go off as well. So in the morning shower, I'm planning it, and then I get to my desk, I look at that diary, and I go, okay, boom, that's what I can do, that, that, that. I've got a little rebounder, I jump on that. So motion shifts emotion. If we don't want to feel overwhelmed and stressed, fatigued, and just kind of totally exhausted is do the microbursts of activity during the day and commit to them. I find I feel different. And I'm going to honor all of this today because um, I do a little check-in with myself as I close my computer at the end of the day and I leave my office and I walk the 10 steps across my grass to my house. It's very, very small garden. I, I think, okay, how did that day work for you, Joni? And I feel far more energized walking to my home after a long stretch and a long day when I've done my microbursts of activity. It's, it's, you feel vastly different. I can't stress this enough. And I think along with, I know you often speak around critical thinking, but I think one of the skills we also need to master is our planning and organizing. We actually do have enough time in our day. We're just not organizing ourselves appropriately. And often, you know, we, we're filling those gaps with, with activities that are not serving us well. And I think that's also part of this reframe, you know, what do you want to achieve in life and how can we fit it in? Which is again, switching that tap on reframing, you know, not that overwhelm, like it's another thing to do, but where can I do this? You know, what can I break down? How can I make this more manageable? And then popping that into our day. I love your tips. I think they're fantastic. Joni, I think hit us with the last one for today and then tell us how people can get into contact with you if they want to learn more. Is um, let me hit you with the last one. There's so much beautiful research on being in cold water and how it elevates your dopamine levels in your brain. So those happy hormones and obviously your serotonin at the same time. I am not good at cold water, Kieran. I really am not. So in my shower now, part of my emotional resilience techniques is uh, as I end my shower, I'm actually stacking two of them to, together. As I'm, what is my what is my kind of my fun statement for the day? My um, let me go forward and phrase for the day. Today I had one which I called I live with lightness and there's multi dimensions to that. But whatever it can, you know, simple three or four words. What do you want to live your day with? So today I want to live my, my day with lightness. And so that's part of it. But then how do I end the shower? 10 seconds of ice cold water and I do heel raises in the shower. So I'm trying to distract myself because I can't stand the cold water. It is totally invigorating. If I've washed my hair on that day and my head is under that cold water as well, you actually feel your brain tingle. (laughs) 
So I'm, I'm doing that for 10 seconds. Uh, today I didn't wash my hair. Um, he has vulnerability, greasy hair for a Monday. I just held on to both taps and I did 10 seconds of calf raises with ice cold water on my tummy. There is some research that it burns uh, belly fat. Um, I'm not so sure about that. But uh, it does <laughs> let, let you step out of the shower feeling far, far, boom. I then I uh, had my hot water, lemon, ginger and honey. That's my morning routine, no coffee at the start of the day because the brain is already dehydrated overnight. And I just, uh, I got out with such a smile on my dial to say I live with lightness today and I feel, you know, I, I dived into that hot water because I was quite chilly. So, you know, just have some fun in your shower and just, it's if, if you walk, get out of your shower with a smile on your dial. I mean, you're already starting the day on a good foot, aren't you? You absolutely are. But I have a question on that because I'm not I'm not good with cold water either. Does it still work if you do like 10 seconds of cold water and then put the warm water back on just to warm up again? <laughs> I think it does. I think it's just getting that. It's very good for the body to have those changes in temperature. So the ice cold and then the hot, the ice cold and then the hot. And then, of course, uh, a lot of my colleagues who are doing this far more effectively than I am are saying, Joni, you're going to actually also get better than 10 seconds. So you're going to stretch it to 15 seconds, etc. So just yeah, try, try and play with it. I think, you know, we should be less of a slave to what research tells us and more of a how does it make me feel. And if you find that the 10 seconds of cold and then you end off on warm just so that you do end off on warm, you still feel fantastic, do it that way. A good old Socrates is uh, knowing thyself is the beginning of wisdom. It's the beginning. Perfect. I will do, I will try I'll start at five seconds and then micro burst it up to 10 slowly and I'll let you know, but I'll definitely be ending with the warm because I am, I, I, I just can't yet. So I'll get there. Fantastic. So Joni, how do people contact you? Cause you've got a lot of these tips to share and you know, you, your coaching is really invaluable. So how would they contact you for that? I'd love them to get hold of me through my website if they like, which is www.resilientpeople.com co.za. Alternatively, they can email me directly, Joni, J-O-N-I, at resilientpeople.co.za. Fantastic, Joni. Thank you. Always a pleasure having you and looking forward to our next conversation. Yes, you too, Karen. I thought I'd just, if you don't mind, end on uh, my favorite Martina Navratilova quote, because we're talking yes. about emotional resilience uh, tips for your morning shower. And uh, this quote, I just love of hers. Great tennis players of all time, as we know. Every game in life is actually played on a six-inch ground between your two ears. We live in our mind, which is an unlimited area. Life is great when things are sorted and uncluttered there. So have a little mental, emotional resilience technique in your shower so that you can step into life with uncluttered brain at the start of the day. I love that. That's fantastic. Thank you, Karen. Cheers for now.